You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the show one of my N2K colleagues, our Chief Learning Officer, Jeff Welgan. Jeff, welcome. Hey, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, one of the things that uh, I was really excited about when the CyberWire merged with CyberVista and we, and we became N2K Networks was having access to all of the uh, learning facilities and expertise that you all have on the CyberVista side of things. And today we're going to take advantage of that. I, I want to talk to you today about uh, the NICE framework uh, and how folks can implement that and really expand on it as well. Can we start off with some high-level stuff here for folks who might not be familiar with it? Can you describe NICE for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so NICE actually is an acronym that stands for the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education. It sits within the Department of Commerce under NIST. So they have created uh, a while back, was sometime around 2010, earlier workings were around 2008, a cybersecurity workforce framework to address these issues that, that we see day to day in this industry related to what the heck are the job roles, what's expected out of job roles, and how do we actually create a framework around that for employers. So what are the fundamental building blocks here? Yeah, so, so NICE, uh, I think it's really important that our listeners understand that it is a framework, right? And as such, it constantly evolves and updates. So there have been a number of iterations of the NICE framework over the years. I think the first one they put out was in 2012, and they put another one out in 14, 17, 2020. And they're constantly working with government and industry to improve that framework. To date, though, they've kind of rested on a, uh, a framework that uh, existed with these seven categories 33 specialty areas and 52 defined work roles. Uh, again, they're they're always evaluating that to see if there needs improvements. So that's kind of the core of it. Uh, there's more to it than that. Um, and that's kind of where our expertise comes in and, and how do we leverage it for, for its greatest strengths, but also account for some of the weaknesses as well. Well, let's dig into that. I mean, how, how do people both on the government side and in the private sector typically come at implementing this nice framework? Yeah, so I think one of the big challenges that NICE was addressing when they put out the framework was that they, they needed a common lexicon for the industry. Um, as, you, as I'm sure you are well aware, Dave, that it's when you go out into the market, uh, you can call a SOC analyst. There's a number of different job titles for that. So they wanted to normalize just work role titles, particularly for the government side, just so they can kind of organize the workforce in a way that made sense um, with different, you know, uh, job identification codes, et cetera. So that's really where it started. 
And then I think um, as such, they really needed to identify, well, what, what are the expectations for those work roles? Like what knowledge, skills, abilities, tasks uh, are, are required for those? So if you ever hear the term case stats, that's kind of where that term came out of those mm-hmm. knowledge, skills, abilities, and tasks. That's since evolved to like TKS statements, tasks, knowledge, and skills. So they're constantly playing around with it and tweaking it and making improvements to it. And so for folks who are using it as a as an organizing framework here, I mean, how do they typically come at that? How, how do they how do they measure success? Yeah, I think um, it really comes down to, I think, a lot of uh, commercial entities that are leveraging it use that for job classifications, just trying to organize the, the workforce. So it becomes part of a human capital strategy uh, related to how do we title these uh, particular job roles and what are the expectations for those people in those roles when we're trying to do talent acquisition. Now, there are challenges to that. Uh, leveraging the, the, the NICE framework for one for one can be challenging because people who kind of are familiar with it, as you examine some of the work roles that they've identified in there, they don't always match up one-to-one to what commercial entities would actually call a work role. For example, I mentioned SOC analyst. I say SOC analyst, everybody knows what a SOC analyst is. If you put that out as a job rack on an Indeed or whatever your, your uh, talent acquisition recruitment tool is, people who in, in those fields kind of are drawn to that. NICE actually defines that work role as a cyber defense analyst. Okay, you can kind of make the connection, but it's not necessarily something that's as common in in the commercial industry to see cyber defense analysts versus a SOC analyst. So I think that's one of the drawbacks of the framework, although it is also one of those things they're trying to solve for because of that problem of job titling and the variations of job titles that exist for certain professions. What about expanding beyond the NICE framework? Are folks using it as as a foundational element and then going beyond that, fine-tuning it to their own organizations? You see a range, right? The earliest adoption of it, the folks are just kind of dabbling with it. A lot of times they're just doing a one-for-one matchup. Okay, these job titles kind of line up to this work role per NICE, and it's a, a straight line. Organizations that are a little bit more familiar with it may actually go a little bit further and start looking at some of the, the KSAs or TKS statements or actually looking at the competencies that are defined within NICE to kind of align those two work roles. At N2K, we kind of go above and beyond all of that to kind of say, you know what, job roles are pretty unique at companies. You know, uh, you know a software engineer at J.P. Morgan Chase may be a little bit different than the, the regional bank. Right. So Hmm. the hats you wear at those organizations can vary significantly from company to company. So what we want to do is not necessarily lean in on just the work roles and the predefined list of KSAs or TKS statements. We want to work with customers and say, okay, well, what does your software engineer look like there? What do you expect for that particular work role? And above and beyond NICE, we want to actually define like proficiency levels of those work roles because NICE does not say, oh, you know, you need to understand encryption, subject matter expertise mastery or beginner level mastery. They, they do not do that work. Um, so at N2K, we kind of do that with our customers. We want to say, okay, sure, encryption is important, but how important is it to the work role? And we will quantify that for, for our customers. So it's a matter of establishing where people are in their educational journey of expertise and then 
figuring out where they need to go as well. That's right. That's right. There's also one other thing that that we've done at N2K to kind of account for some of these, what I would call nuances or gaps within the framework to help it translate a little bit better for the commercial world. The, the structure of the NICE framework with these seven categories and 33 specialty areas, I feel are, are very much like putting a, a work role into a box and you're pigeonholed into that box, at least definitionally. What we've done is we've created another layer, a taxonomy on top of NICE that we've mapped to. So we've created these, what we call functional tags, 14 functional tags or groups that are a little bit more common in or in line with what you would see from a, a team structure within cybersecurity at any organization. So we've created things like analysis and analytics or cyber defensive operations or GRC or leadership and IT, you know, IT and cyber leadership. That way it kind of translates a little bit better to the org chart of like, okay, I know I have identity access management analysts here. They fit within that functional team, right? So they fit in that functional group. And on our back end, we've kind of done the mapping back to nice to kind of say, hey, this is how it maps back to the NICE framework. Here are the KSAs or competencies or the specialty areas that associate with those functional groups we've identified. What are your recommendations you know, for organizations who uh, think there's value in the NICE framework, but, but then also want to expand on it? How should they come at that? You know, I think you have to you take an approach that helps to standardize things, right? Standardization in this in this field is is extremely helpful, especially when you're looking at something as complex as talent, human capital. So leveraging it, I think, is a is a good start. But like any other framework that governments put out, you know, whether it's the cybersecurity framework or whether it's the cybersecurity workforce framework, they're intended to help organizations as a guide. Um, so you might have to make some tweaks and modifications to make sure that the framework works for your organization. Same is true here with the NICE framework, the cybersecurity workforce framework. So I think being able to look at the framework as a, a good starting point, but knowing that you are empowered to not live within how the framework has predefined everything, that you can actually take competencies that are associated with a different work role and align them to a work role uh, that you have at your organization because the employees in that work role do functions like that or need to understand those competencies or need to perform certain tasks. That's kind of, I think, where the power of it comes into play. And I I can't speak for NICE, but I think that's their intent too. I think they, they truly want to use it as a resource for employers to adopt and then adapt as necessary for their own enterprise. All right. Well, Jeff Welgan is the Chief Learning Officer here at N2K Networks, my colleague. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Dave. here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now.
Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.